Welcome to Biz Talk with Bill Roy, episode 37. Our goal, as always, with our podcast is to provide you with insight into the people, places, companies, and organizations that make up Wichita's important business community. We hope we achieve that goal week in and week out. We think we do, and we thank you for listening. Mentoring Monday number five is coming up. It's an opportunity for Wichita women to spend some time with other professional Wichita women, hear their stories, and get advice. Coming up Monday, February 12th, and my guests this week are two of our mentors, Shelley Hansel and Megan McCurdy-Needens. We'll talk to them in a moment. First, a couple of words about the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal, more about Mentoring Monday. We asked six Wichita women to finish this sentence. The best advice I ever received was... We got some good responses. We also provide some advice on how to attend Mentoring Monday and get the most out of your experience. That all starts on page 12. We feature the Wichita State University Center for Entrepreneurship as a resource for startup companies. That's our Wichita, a good place to start a business feature. That's on page seven. Two stories this week in our special report on cybersecurity. We talk about the costs of protecting a business and some of the options and advice from some experts we talked to. That begins on page eight. This week, we spend 10 minutes with Sean Weaver, a Farm Bureau Financial Services agent and an agent at Lang Real Estate, page 23. A lot of people spend time with our leads section. You can find building permits, who owes back taxes, if anyone's filed bankruptcy or started a new corporation. This week, leads begins on page 16. Back in a moment. Welcome to Biz Talk with Bill Roy of the Wichita Business Journal. Talking business, your business that is, is what Equity Bank's team of bankers does best. Visit us today at equitybank.com. Mentoring Monday is an opportunity for women to spend some time with other professional women and share stories, get advice, and do some networking. Mentoring Monday is just a few days away, so I wanted to spend some time with a couple of our mentors. One of my guests, the mayor of Wellington and community initiatives manager for the Kansas Leadership Center, Shelley Hansel. Thank you for being here. We appreciate it. Thank you, Mr. Roy. You bet. Good to be hanging out with you again. My <laughs> other guest, the chief operating officer at McCurdy Auction, also an auctioneer who has been recognized by her peers as the best of the best, <laughs> Megan McCurdy Needens. Welcome. Thank you for having Appreciate me. Appreciate you being here. First, let's get started. If you would kind of take a minute to give us your brief biographies. Shelley? Oh, okay. So Where'd first. you grow up? Well, I actually am a native of Wellington. Grew up in Wellington. Uh, my dad was a railroader. Mom was a aviation industry secretary type. Um, went to KU, got a journalism degree, spent 15 years in television news, and got to hang out with... Uh, people like Bill Roy and, <laughs> and do yeah, that. Full disclosure, we've known each other a for a long while. time. Yeah. Uh, um, did that journalism thing for about 15 years, um, which took me to uh, Phoenix for about four and a half years, but decided home was Kansas and that's where I wanted to be. So um, came back to Kansas and uh, became the Chamber of Commerce Director in Wellington, which I did for 12 years. 
that was a, a grueling job. It's definitely <laughs> meant for a young person, um, which uh, it, it did get to be uh, too much. So I decided to uh, reevaluate what I wanted to do, and and we just happened to have the um, mayor's race coming up, and um, I looked at who was running, and I said, if not me, who, and if not now, when? And so I jumped into the mayor's race, and by golly, look where that landed me! <laughs> <laughs> You're now the mayor. I'm now the mayor, but um, so yeah, I'm I'm now the mayor, but uh, unfortunately, the mayor of Wellington only gets paid about 200 bucks a month, so uh, I needed a full time job, and it just so happened that uh, the the I think the opportunity of a lifetime knocked when the Kansas Leadership Center asked if I wanted to come on board and just very proud of that and so it's it's what I do and I'm also a single mom of three and just whatever just I, a little busy just a little whatever else comes down the pike I'll, I'll <laughs> consider it <laughs> and as your work uh, as the mayor of Wellington you're also involved in some other organizations as well right yes as, as a matter of fact um, I am chairing I'm the chairperson this year for the regional economic area partnership which I think is so so important and and that's one of those things that um you know, now that we're looking at this project, Wichita and some of the other things, regionalism is so important right. because as Wichita goes, so does the entire region. And as the region goes, so does Wichita. So that vision for a regional economy and partnership is so, so important. And that's why um, I really did, I do believe in what REAP does. And it's a 10 county um, region, regional membership that promotes uh, business, economic development, all kinds of things. So I'm very excited about what that is all is going to entail as we move forward with Project Wichita. I'm sure one of the things you'll be asked about is how do you keep a schedule? How do you balance everything? And that, that'll come up a little bit later. But Megan, tell us your story. Sure. Well, I grew up here in Wichita. Um, I grew up in a family business. So my parents had started the auction company um, in 82. So right before we were born, my dad had been an auctioneer part-time since he was actually 14 years old. Um, so kind of in our blood. Um, my brothers and I grew up working in the business. Back in those days, we did quite a bit of personal property. So a lot of times we'd go in and do like the house and all the contents. And so Saturday mornings, that meant get up and carry everything out and set up tables and organize it. So we grew up doing that. I wanted nothing to do with the business growing up. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, it was kind of, uh, I thought it was a little strange business if my parents are auctioneers. Like that just didn't, it was just kind of odd. Um, it was different or unique. And um, I went to Wichita State. Uh, Braden, my brother, had come into the business right after he finished at Wichita State. And I didn't really know what I wanted to do for sure. And um, kind of as, as school wound down and, and I had been working in the office, I decided maybe I do like this. And so I went and got my real estate license, went to auction school, um, became full-time in 2005. Um, I've been working in it ever since. Don't be humble. Tell us a little bit about the award you got a couple of years ago, uh, not just nationally, but internationally. Sure. Well, in our world, there's such thing as competitive auctioneers. Um, so they have different levels of competition. So I kind of started out with the state level. And in 2010, I won the Kansas Auctioneer Championship, which here locally, there's not enough females that compete. Uh, so when I competed in Kansas, I was against all men um, when I won there, which took me on to the international. And at that level, they do have women's and men's division. So I won the International Auctioneer Championship in 2013. 
uh, which allowed me to go and be an ambassador for the National Auctioneers Association for a year. I've taught in a lot of different states. I've gotten to judge a lot of different contests and be involved in the National Auctioneers, which is a lot of fun. I mean, it's when you're passionate about what you do to share that with others and, and give back to that industry is pretty cool. Well, as you talk about sharing with others, obviously, in a couple of days, uh, as, as we sit here and talk, uh, you guys are going to be sharing your lives and, and your advice with, with uh, other women at Mentoring Monday. Uh, we asked some women this week to complete that sentence that I referred to earlier. The best advice I ever received was. So tell us, what's the best advice you guys have ever received? My, my head always goes to my dad. I mean, he's been in my ear my entire life. Um, I'd say kind of a couple pieces that go hand in hand. Um, one was, and, and he still says it to all of our crew, is don't worry about the money. Take care of people, and you'll always earn a living. And that's something with being a family business. Uh, we kind of treat all of our customers like family and taking care of. And a lot of times we're dealing with estates or somebody moving or maybe an emotional time in their life. And he's always said, you know, don't worry about the commission. Just treat people right, take care of them, and, and you'll make a good living. Um, and, and that goes along with, he's always said, treat everybody, you know, the same. Whether or not that person has $5 to their name or $5 billion to their name, respect them and treat them the same. And, and that goes a long way. And those are just good life lessons for any industry. Shelly, you've had different careers, different industries <laughs> that you've been involved in. Absolutely. What's the best advice you ever got from someone? You know, I... I, when you said that, I, a million people ran through my head because I've had so many wonderful mentors along the way and continue to have an incredible mentors. Um, you know, from Larry Hatterberg, Joan Barrett, um, Patty Clark, Ed O'Malley. I mean, I could go on and on, but I, I'm going to actually um, say something so simple that I hope that it resonates, but it really did resonate with me. And it was, it's nice to be important but it's more important to be nice. And I try to impress that upon with mm -hmm. my kids, myself. I mean, every day I remember just because I have this title doesn't give me the, you know, the authority or the reason to be anything but just a nice person. Right. And I think sometimes we forget to just be nice. You've named a couple of mentors uh, that, that you've had over the years. Megan, you talked about your dad. Are there mm -hmm. other mentors that you had through the years that you think they sure. really made an impact on my life. Uh, most of them are going to be within the auction industry. I mean, that as a as a female auctioneer, uh, we were kind of few and far between. Right. I mean, when I first came into the business, I think the stats were less than 1% of auctioneers were under the age of 30 and female. So I was amongst very few, um, which has changed. I mean, we're up to about 5% for females of the National Auctioneers um, membership. But I'd say a lot of women who have paved ways in, in the auction industry for me. Uh, there's been some great real estate um, here in Wichita, some some real estate mentors that I've worked with. I've gotten involved in boards, and, and um, but it's especially, I mean, dad, just, just growing up in the business and learning about the business, but actually growing that same passion. That's a really fun thing to share with my parents and with my brother. And um, I mean, he's taught me a lot, but there's a lot of other people too. All right. You're both familiar with Mentoring Monday. What kinds of questions do you think you'll get from women this year? I think you've already posed one that, that you said is coming up, and mm -hmm. that is the balance. Mm -hmm. How do you balance? And I don't, I'm kind of nervous because I don't know that I have that answer. Um, you work on it every day, right? Right. I mean, <laughs> I really do, Megan, mm -hmm. and I'm sitting there thinking, what am I going to say when somebody says, how do you balance? Because I don't know that there's any perfect way or perfect answer for that. I think you, you have 
good days, you have bad days. I mean, this morning, my alarm did not go off. <laughs> and, I, and I woke up an hour after I should have been. And I just made it work, you know, and you, I think busy women, uh, busy people, I think just make it work. And I always heard one time, if you want something to get done, Mm -hmm. give it to a busy person Mm -hmm. because they'll just make it work and they'll make it happen. So you just, I think, I mean, I, that's the one question that I'm expecting is how to, how do you make it all work? And I don't know that I have a magic answer for that. Well, and that tends to be a a very popular question at this. I think uh, probably both of us have had the opportunity to do this before, and that seems to be just very hot topic for people is how do I do it all? And and sometimes, in fact, at least for me, one of my answers has been by no means have I figured it out because every year life gets busier and busier. But um, being able to say no sometimes, and because we're so you know, eager to want to say, yes, I want to be involved in that. And yes, I want to do this. And yes, I want to do that. And sometimes you get to a point where you get overextended. Mm -hmm. And before you know it, you're not doing a good job at anything because you've committed to too many things. Um, So that's been kind of one of my go-to answers, I guess, with that question is learn when to say no, because you're not going to be happy with yourself if you don't do a good job at it. Yeah. And we've heard women also talk about uh, at different times, the balance you had at 25 or mm-hmm. 30 is a lot different from the balance you may have at 35 or 40. Uh, obviously, or 50. Right. <laughs> when your personal I wasn't going to go that high, Shelley. So. <laughs> well, I'm proud, Bill. Yeah, proud, 50 and proud. That's right. Well, it makes sense because your personal life changes. I mean, right. you might have young kids or older kids or no kids or, I mean, or a marriage or not. And it just as your life changes personally, you have to figure out different ways to make that work. Are the challenges that women face today different from the challenges you may have faced as, as you advanced your careers? Yes and no. I mean, I don't know that there's actually, you know, I think women forever have faced incredible challenges, whether it be a gender barrier or, or you know, just the, 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 the balancing of family and career or just even, even women that are, are stay-at-home moms. I mean, how do they, how do they make that work for their family and, and to fulfill their, themselves? So I don't know. I think there are certain challenges that are certainly different, um, you know, cyber stuff. Mm-hmm. my kids and their their devices and <laughs> trying to you know some of so that those kind of personal struggles with my kids and this and this all this technology and social media that just is one of my biggest challenges right now as a mom but um i you know i i think we've come a long way and i you know i think some of the recent national movements that we've seen uh you know to to empower women to to not accept the behavior that we've had to put up with for so long right. is, is such a good thing. But I don't know that, that our challenges are any different. I don't know that I would have wanted to grow up on a prairie where the, <laughs> you know, in a windstorm, in a dust right. storm. I mean, I, to me, that's a heck of a challenge. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Well, and I would agree. I mean, I think you, you kind of nailed it. The only thing I would add is just, and it's not so much just a challenge for women, but it's just in general. Life is so busy now. I mean, things move so quickly and you have, you know, all your different devices and everything, you know, technology makes you basically be able to do 15 things a minute. And that's hard to keep up with, especially, you know, when you have, like I said, responsibilities at home and responsibilities at work. And and that probably applies to both genders of just keeping up in today's world. Do you frame your advice or comments differently as you speak to women of different generations? Is your message for maybe a young professional woman different from someone who may be more mature and further along in their careers? 
I try to gain my vocabulary from my 15-year-old daughter. When I <laughs> <laughs> everything's bougie if it's cool, oh. <laughs> or booty if it's bad. Okay. I, so you can take for that for what it's worth. No, <laughs> thank you, Elise Jean, for yeah. the vocabulary. You know, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I don't think that I talk. I talk any differently. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just think that that we all do um, need to to have a common language, and and that is support that's the one thing that I feel that women really need to have that common language is, is encouraging and supportive words for each other. Mm-hmm. And, and I try to do that when I, whether I talk to young ladies or older ladies or, but I mean, that's one of the things that I think we as a, as a gender mm-hmm. need to get better at. And that's supporting each other and saying kind things to each other when we're in certain situations. I, I think I'm a little extra sensitive to that. Mm-hmm. We, had a, we had a pretty rough vote the other night, and some <laughs> of my biggest critics have been women. And um, it, it has been really interesting to me that that we are just sometimes not very good at building up other women, in, especially in places of authority and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, I think that, I mean, the fundamentals of advice are gonna be the same no matter who you're talking to. I mean, you might have different subject matter, um, you know, or different skill sets that they're working on or trying to ask about. And, um, but the reality is it always rolls back to, you know, some of the same basic concepts that you can apply to about anything. You may have had a, a not so happy experience with the vote, uh, the other night, but do you think in general in the Wichita area, women are supportive of women? Mm. <laughs> I've never experienced otherwise. I haven't been in a position to be running for some sort of political race or something like that or be as publicly scrutinized as you probably are. Um, So I would say from what I've seen, yes. Um, But again, I I know it's out there. So I'm not naive to the fact that, um, and and like I said, at least professionally, I haven't experienced that. But women are tougher on each other. I don't know if it's just because we can read each other and we know and so it's it's easier or or people want to point that out. Um, But they are, women are definitely kind of tough on each other. Well, and I would say, to be honest, I think it also is a urban and a r- rural type thing. I think in Wichita, I get a lot more support um, for the things that I do um, at the leadership center with REAP. Um, even even being the mayor of Wellington, I think I feel like I get a lot more respect in Wichita than I do at home. And I don't know, I'm not blaming that on the people of Wellington, but I think that, you know, sometimes when you are a hometown girl and you've, you've grown up there and they know you so well that, and you, you know, you've, you've, you know, maybe diss somebody in the hallway in right. junior high right. or something, and you have no idea that's festered forever. And so right. all of a sudden now you're the mayor and they really are mad. And so you just, I have no idea what the dynamic is, but I will say that I am absolutely uh, treated m- with much more respect. And I find that the support by other women in in the Wichita metro area is much more so than when I go home. Politics can be tough. It is. It's risky. We see, we teach that at the Leadership Center. <laughs> right. It's risky. <laughs> it's risky. It's taking a risk and putting yourself out there. <laughs> Absolutely. And trying to get things done. And when you try to get things done, not everybody's going to agree. And so... Well, that and, makes a difference. And that's been a really tough thing for me because I went from being, you know, on television where uh, for the most part, except for this one lady who I will rem- not name <laughs> names, but she didn't like me, but she loved Larry Hatterberg, so she never changed her channel. But I've always had um, kind of that reassurance that I was okay. And as a chamber director, you're, you know, everybody likes you because you're putting on festivals and stuff. And so mm-hmm. for the first time now, I'm doing a job where people just don't like me for various reasons that I just have to be okay with. <laughs> 
Well, thank you once again for uh, for not only doing what you do in your careers and your public service, uh, but also for being mentors on Mentoring Monday. We really appreciate it, and thank you for being a guest on the uh, podcast this week. Looking forward to uh, hearing some more things that are that go on on Monday, and we'll be covering it, obviously, at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you again. Appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Bill. At Equity Bank, stories of growing businesses are a favorite of ours, so we created our own little series called Napkin Stories. Visit equitybank.com to see how some great businesses got their start. That's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week. We release a new episode every week. You can see others at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. It is at wichitabusinessjournal.com. If you like the podcast, let us know. If you have ideas for guests you'd like to hear from, please let me know that as well. And in the spirit, if you don't like it, let me know that as well. That's no problem. Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. On behalf of the great staff here, thanks for listening. Thanks to producer Brittany Showalter. And thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Have a profitable week.